The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. So much transpiring in the Holy Land right now of all the postings that one has seen during the course of the day. And in fact, for the weekend, for that matter, well, we can only unpack just a few of them. Joining us on the line now, our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Well, it's never a dull moment or quiet day in the Middle East because, as you know, and when I often say to you it's a quiet news day, we know that something big is coming. So, hey, what can I say? Keeps me on my toes. Well, it sure does. And certainly the IDF keeping the ISIS and keeping ISIS on their toes. So did the IDF strike an ISIS target? Former IDF chief says yes. Roland, what's happening there? Well, this is very interesting. This certainly got the um, attention of the media yesterday at the INSS uh, uh, convention taking place this week. Former IDF chief Gadi Eisenkot revealed that uh, Israel was involved in attacks against the Islamic State in 2015. Now, he didn't go into too many details about it. He didn't say where and, and what circumstances. But what he did say is that hundreds of ISIS terrorists were eliminated. And he says, he says, the fight against ISIS has been intense in many countries with results that in some places are beyond imagination in the type of operation and attacks carried out. Some of them even went under the radar and all the Army Corps were engaged in this campaign. Air Force, Special Units, Foreign Relations. He says in, in 2015 there was an event in a specific location where we were asked to carry out an attack. We conducted a very extensive attack and hit many ISIS operatives. He says, I mean, you can't give us this level of intrigue without telling us where and, and who <laughs> made the request. Right. I mean, this is a massive operation by the sounds of it. And he says, he says, our enemies have seen it, the Russians have seen it, the Americans have seen it, which to me is kind of the language that uh, to us doesn't just say... Um, you know, these major military powers are aware of the military might and the capabilities of uh, the the IDF. But uh, just um, uh, that the IDF is willing to do whatever it takes to maintain safety and security. And he says there are not many countries in the world that know how to locate targets the size of a postage stamp and place a missile on such a target within a radius of a thousand kilometers. So I don't know if this is some very, okay, maybe not very, but um, <laughs> some unveiled threats to Iran that don't tempt us, don't come for us, don't threaten us. Mm -hmm because we have ways of, of getting to you. And it goes back to um, what we've said about the IDF in a, a combat situation. And we certainly saw it a couple of weeks ago in the Gaza Strip, is that when we struck, we struck with absolute pinpoint precision. You've seen the images of buildings fully intact, where the apartment belonging to a terrorist is the only one destroyed. And uh, he says he says that those who know best how much the IDF operated throughout the Middle East are the ISIS operatives because they paid the price of hundreds of casualties, injuries and damages, and they knew 
um, how to carry out these operations. So don't mess with the IDF. He says all of the Israeli attacks were proved by the Egyptians and were based on intelligence cooperation between the, the countries. So driving home, uh, you know, no matter what happens on our borders, like we saw two weeks ago with that uh, horrific attack that saw the lives of three IDF soldiers um, taken, uh, our cooperation with Egypt is strong, well-coordinated, uh, and this is what we do. It might not make the news every single day, but this is what we do on a daily basis. We work very, very closely with our allies. Indeed, the message very clear coming in from the former IDF chief, as you say, Roland. Uh, yeah, say it the way it is, say it how, how it goes down, but now then we have the United Nations. The United Nations Alliance on Civilizations postponing a session on anti-Semitism and the United States re-entering UNESCO. What is the, what are the messages here? What's happening here? These two items. So let's unpack the UNAOC, mm-hmm. which is actually a body that I'm very proud to uh, represent World Wheatsaw on. This is the Alliance mm-hmm. of Civilizations and they have a, a, or they've had at least for the last four years, a special session on how to combat anti-Semitism, and it is headed by Miguel Morantinos, who's the, the special uh, high commissioner for, for dealing with anti-Semitism, and people like uh, the Secretary General Antonio Guterres, Katerina von Schnurbein, the EU Commissioner on Combating Anti-Semitism, Deborah Lipstadt, as you know, who is the US Envoy on Combating Anti-Semitism, Erwin Kotler, who is the Canadian en- uh, Special Envoy, and then the, the, the Jewish organizations like Wito, Hadassah, um, uh, B'nai Brita, and, and various others are, are, are stakeholders. We have a say, uh, and we are represented on such a body now. They were due to hold their conference in Cordoba, in Spain, next week to present their action plan on monitoring anti-Semitism. Note the language, monitoring anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. We want to hear more from the United Nations on combating anti-Semitism. However, in this draft, they haven't included the vital language that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Now, for those of you who don't know what Zionism uh, is, it's basically the national liberation movement of the Jewish people, the right of the Jewish people to national self-determination in our ancient ancestral homeland, the land of Israel, now the state of Israel. And as we've seen over years, the model of anti-Semitism, because it morphs through the generations, has now taken on the iteration of anti-Zionism. And that's not included in the draft, which of course uh, received a lot of pushback from everybody to say, you know, wait a minute, every single year we sit and we talk to you about the issue of anti-Zionism equaling anti-Semitism and you've left it out of the draft. So that has been postponed while they say they will consult with stakeholders. I will keep you updated on that. The other issue is UNESCO, the United States famously pulled out of UNESCO six years ago under the Trump administration, citing a bias against the state of Israel, like saying that Jews have no connection to the Temple Mount or to the tomb of the patriarchs in Hebron. This, of course, is rewriting Jewish and biblical history. Uh, And the U.S. will rejoin UNESCO next month. According to Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Israel has said that we're okay with it because 
according to reports. Advocates for the USA returning to UNESCO have said that uh, uh, Audrey Azulay, who is the UNESCO director, has successfully addressed bias. But as you always say, Michael, Mm -hmm. only time will tell and we will be monitoring this. Oh, sure. that, that's going to be an interesting development, the USA re-entering, uh, well, re-entering UNESCO, given its past history, as you say, six years ago during the Trump administration. Only time will tell, Rolene. Let's now celebrate a little. Let's just put some smiles on our faces. At least it was bronze. Israel's under-20 beating South Korea to win the bronze in the under-20 FIFA World Cup. Well done. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, this is the furthest. Yes. A, an Israeli soccer slash football team has gone in a FIFA competition. Mm-hmm. They beat South Korea 3-1 last night to take the bronze. Uruguay, who had knocked us out, beat Italy to win the Mondialito. Or, uh, you know, I, I can actually do that with a very, you know, convincing <laughs> accent. There we go. Uh, but, uh, but we are so proud of our footballers uh, representing the best of Israel, made up of a microcosm of Israeli society, and just making us all so exceptionally proud. Indeed, politics and sport not mixing whatsoever. Sport, Israel really proving itself in the arena of sport. Rolling, at least we ended up on a good note today. Let's see what we're going to chat about tomorrow. Rolling, we're going to have to leave it there. Always great chatting to you. Thanks so much for joining us, Rolling, and giving us a background as to what's happening in Israel at the moment. Our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marx.